Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the USLC podcast. We are back after an incredible um, four days of USL championship action. And maybe some of you might be able to tell, but I kind of have a mic that kind of totally doesn't really work that well. But for right now, it's what I got. I got to keep trying to find the right mic that works for the laptop I have, that works for the space I'm going to have um, in the coming weeks, stuff like that. So just bear with me while I work towards that because it's going to be a process. Um, but it's something I'm really excited to be moving forward in um, really quickly. So, yeah, just bear with me, like I said, with the audio quality of these podcasts for the next coming weeks. I know it sounds like I'm speaking into a Pringles can or I'm in, like, a really loud room that's just, you know, or like I'm just pretty much speaking into a loud metal box. but. Unfortunately, that's what it's going to be like tonight. Maybe the next episode. Actually, probably the next two or three episodes. But um, after that, hopefully, um, I'll have a good mic that works. And um, the quality will improve from um, then on out. That's the big plan. Um, Anyway, I just wanted to tell you guys that. Um, But it's it's probably going to be a crazy long episode. Um tonight purely due to the fact that there were, I believe, 15 games since I last covered on Wednesday, I believe. I believe I I should have covered Wednesday games. If I didn't, please let me know, and I will um, in a quick Instagram post post or in a quick, like, 10-minute episode. Um, But we have 15 games to cover tonight from um, Thursday. Um, till tonight, um, the RGV San Antonio game finished up, I believe, 30 to 45 minutes ago. Um, and that was what I was waiting to finish up before I jumped into um, tonight's podcast, which will be going up as soon as I'm done filming it, by the way. That's how I want these things to go. Just completely raw, unedited, straight up, so you guys get them as fast as you can. And I think that's the best way um, for you guys to get them, is just straight up my thoughts how things went, um, stuff like that. So, anyway, let's jump into Thursday's game. And I'm sure most of you, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I um, do a match of the day. Um, I couldn't do a match of the day on Thursday because Tacoma, Defiance, Sacramento Republic was the only game on Thursday. Finishes one all um, at uh, Cheney Stadium. Um, fourth place Tacoma against seventh place um, in the Pacific Division Sacramento, both in the Pacific Division, obviously. Um, not a bad result for either side. Sacramento obviously want to be getting these wins, especially as almost an established, like decent USL side, I'd have to say. Um, definitely a game you want to be coming out with in the win, but Tacoma sitting pretty in that last playoff spot in the Pacific Division. Definitely somewhere. They want to be, seeing how poor they have been, especially as recently as 2019. Definitely a bad year. Obviously, I have said in previous episodes that these academy sides um, 
you know, are kind of used to getting the beat down um, in previous seasons. But, I mean, Real Monarchs absolutely held their own. They won the whole damn thing in 2019. So Tacoma really coming into their own this season. I'm very happy uh, for them about that. Um, Sacramento just seemed to be falling apart. Don't exactly know what it is, but, you know, 7th in the Pacific Division, definitely not where you want to be um, with about 14 games left for them, I believe. I believe we're at 17 to 18 games right now. We, uh, I, I'd have to look at the schedule, but, yeah. So that's Thursday's game. was an intriguing um, battle. I predicted that Tacoma would win that game 2-0. Um, bit more fight out of Sacramento than I really thought that they would give, but still not enough, especially considering where they are on the table right now. So that's that game. Now we have three Friday games. We have, and the for I just want to be completely straight. The standings I'm giving out right now are the standings as of this video, um, not um when the games happen, unfortunately. So, just wanted to let you guys know. So, um, first Friday game, we had the um, 7th in the Atlantic Division, New York Red Bulls 2 against the, or no, 7th in the Atlantic Division, New York Red Bulls 2 against 2nd in the Atlantic Division, Tampa Bay Rowdies. That finishes 2-1 um, to the Tampa Bay Rowdies away from home. Another good win. Um, I mean, classic Tampa Bay Rowdies. Very good. Um, getting the job done away from home. New York Red Bulls, after, again, they were one of the good academy sides in 2019. And I'm going back to 2019 because last year is hard to take from. Like, there were obvious good sides last season, like Phoenix, like Tampa Bay. Obviously, they made the USL Championship final that got um, um, called off. El Paso were also a great side last year. Stuff like that. But I like going back to 2019 right now as a reference point um, just because I think it helps. So, New York Ripples 2, who had a great 2019 season, really showing that it's all subject to change for these academy sides. Um, so, 7th in the Atlantic Division, definitely not somewhere they want to be. Tampa Bay Rowdies being the classic, really super good Tampa Bay Rowdies. Um, next game after that on Friday night, I mean, I have to talk about it because I have to talk about it. It's a pretty dreary and boring nil-nil draw between Loudoun United and the Charlotte Independents. Uh, Loudoun currently sit 8th in the Atlantic Division. Charlotte currently 6th in the Atlantic Division. Two sides who really need to pick it up if they are to make a playoff push at the end of the season. I mean, Loudoun absolutely aren't. Um, I'd go as far as to say Loudoun... Actually, no, I won't say this. I won't disrespect Loudoun like that. The Oakland Roots are the only, like, unbelievably absolutely super bad team in this league right now that's all i'll say because loudon aren't on their level quite loudon are really bad but not oakland roots bad and we'll get to the oakland roots when we get to the oakland roots and uh <laughs> which will be soon enough believe me but um just not a great game i mean i didn't i watched the highlights i watched what i could of it um borderline put me to sleep pretty boring so, I don't know what else you want me to say about that, because I'm, I'm going to move on to the next game. Um, and this game was my match of the night for Friday night. It was the Charleston Battery versus the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. 
Um, current fifth in the Atlantic Division, Charleston Battery. Current first in the Atlantic Division, Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Was a tasty tie for sure. Um, and this is how I'm pretty sure this is actually these were actually the standings on Friday night. Charleston Battery had the opportunity, if I believe, I think it might have been three points off. Um, not too sure. Sorry about that. That was my phone. Um, but the Charleston Battery had um, the opportunity to move into the playoff spots with a win over the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. And obviously the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, top of the table. It was a really interesting story heading into that night for me, uh, for me personally. Um, and Pittsburgh come away with the win. I, I'm pretty sure I um, gave that. I, I said that would be a two-all draw. I thought that Charleston would do just enough to get the um, point away from there. Um, and help themselves into moving into that fourth playoff spot. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Pittsburgh grabbed the win away from home, further distanced themselves on top of the Atlantic Division. And yes, it was two all. You can go fact check me on the Instagram. So yeah, that is it for the Friday games. Now we move on to the Saturday game. Saturday games. Sorry about that little stutter. Um, and we started off Saturday with a pretty obvious result. I have to say. Um, it was the first in the Central Division, um, Louisville City FC versus eighth in the Central Division, um, Sporting Kansas City 2. Finishes 4-1 to Louisville City FC. Are we really surprised? Uh, absolutely not. Louisville City are a force this year. Um, SKC 2 are bad this year. They've been bad. They were they're bad this year. They were bad when they were the Swart Park Rangers in 2019. So, I mean... Nothing too crazy about it. Pretty straightforward game, I'd have to say. Um, yeah. That game and the Loud and Charlotte game. Not much to talk about. Pretty straightforward. I do have talking points at the end of these like uh, game roundups. Uh, just things I've seen from these games. You know, stuff like that. So, yeah. Just so you guys don't think I'm like running through these games really fast. I'm running through these games um, how I see them. Spending more time on the games that... Deserve it, spending less time on the games that were not great. Like, Louisville City SKC 2 was a great game in terms of entertainment value. Just very straightforward. Not much to talk about. Very expected. Louisville are good. SKC 2 aren't that good. That's kind of all that needs to be said there. Anyway, next game on Saturday was a very, very, very tasty game. I must say, my, say so myself. Current third in the Central Division, FC Tulsa versus... Current second in the Central Division, Birmingham Legion. Tulsa come up 3-1 winners on the night. Big, big, big win for them closing down that gap between them and the Birmingham Legion. Currently in second. Um, and I'm really liking that Central Division top three right now. Louisville, the Birmingham Legion, and FC Tulsa. All very, very, very good sides. I'm very excited to see how they fare in the playoffs. I fully expect those three teams to make the playoffs. No doubt about it. Um, three very exciting sides. So we'll have to see how that goes for sure. Um, definitely very disappointing for Birmingham Legion on the night. And um, they'll be able to pick that up soon enough for sure. And the Birmingham Legion, I believe, have games in hand because of the um, some rained out games that they still have to play as well. So they still have the opportunity to further that lead 
to, I believe, further that lead in second place, but a big damper on what could have been a nice night to get a win against the team right below you for the Birmingham Legion. Didn't happen. Tulsa come away with all three points and the three goals. Lovely stuff from you guys. Um, Next, we have fifth in the Central Division, Oklahoma City Energy versus sixth in the Central Division, Memphis 901. That finishes 4-1 to the OKC Energy, who recently picked up Lamar Batista and Shea Adekoya on loan. Two very solid pieces of business, I have to say so myself. Um, didn't feature, I don't believe they featured in that game, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, but a fairly straightforward win against Memphis 9-1 and OKC Edge. That much closer to getting into that final playoff spot in the Central Division. So, good for you guys. Um, Definitely a pretty in-and-out team, I'd have to say. Definitely shows signs of being really good. Shows signs of being kind of mediocre, kind of not great. But they really showed up against Memphis 9-1, who I feel like Memphis 9-1 are kind of that sort of team as well. They show flashes of being a very good side. Um, sometimes it can be very rarely, but they also show spots of being defensively woeful like conceding four goals against an OKC energy side. Definitely not something you want to be do in that race for the fourth playoff spot against the team right above you. Just a little tip of advice. Try not to lose 4-1 to the team right above you. So all the other teams in the USL, if you're listening, don't lose 4-1 to the team above you. If you got it and you understand it and you implement that little idea and you try not to let it happen, that's a good start. For sure. Anyway, the next game. Now, this was my match of the day for Saturday because I thought, and it, in my opinion, it turned out to be the most interesting and um, entertaining game of the night. And it was one of the very few um, outer um, conference and division games of the season. We haven't been treated to many so far, but we got a good one on Saturday. The Colorado Springs... Oof, that was hard to come out. The third in the Mountain Division, Colorado Springs switchbacks against the fourth in the Atlantic Division, Hartford Athletic. It's a beautiful matchup, a beautiful tie. Two sides who have taken absolute... And Hartford Athletic were good last year. I did forget to uh, mention that. Hartford Athletic were pretty good last year. Um, just an unfortunate season to have a... To be a really good team. But two teams who have taken massive strides since 2019. Both were... God awful that season. Um, Colorado Springs are on fire. They've got the top goal scorer in the USL Championship, Haji Berry. What more can you say about that man other than he has been fantastic for the switchbacks so far? Um, and he's keeping them up there. And they got the job done over Hartford 4 2. And that, believe it or not, is actually what I predicted. So. What can I say? I'm basically a genius. I'm basically a genius. No, I'm definitely not a genius. Uh, it was lucky, but I know both teams are pretty high scoring. 
and sometimes not great defensively. Um, and Hartford didn't show up defensively on the night. Uh, still fourth in the Atlantic Division. Not terrible. Definitely would want to be higher with how they've played sometimes this season. They obviously had that massive win over the New York Ripples too um, earlier. So definitely showing that attacking prowess that they had this season, but just need to clean the defense up a little bit. Um, and kind of faltering, uh, kind of are faltering on the edge of falling out of the playoffs um, in the Atlanta Division. But I think they've got it. I think they can seal that last playoff spot for themselves. Obviously, we still have a good amount of games to go. Things can change, but I think Hartford can wrap up a playoff spot um, for themselves for this postseason for sure. They definitely have the ability. They just need to do it. So, yeah. All right. Next game. Uh, we have the first in the Mountain Division, El Paso Locomotive, versus fifth in the Mountain Division, Austin Bold, El Paso. Fairly straightforward 3-0 win over Austin. This is one of those games where it's not much to stay, you know? El Paso win. They're a very good side this season. Austin lose. They're kind of in-between side, you know? Consistently inconsistent side, you could say. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, and we're going to talk about El Paso a little bit later in this episode as well. So make sure to keep a lookout on that. Um, after that, we have the we have Orange County SC versus Los Dos, the LA Galaxy 2. Uh, Orange County, heading, er, as of tonight, are second in the Pacific Division. The LA Galaxy are fifth in the Pacific Division. So for an Orange County side that high in the Pacific Division, absolutely not something you want to be doing, dropping points to a side outside of the playoff zone. Um, LA Galaxy not able to move into the playoff spots um, with that win. So not big um, complications for um, uh, Orange County or Tacoma, who are in that um, fourth place in the Pacific Division spot. Um, so, I mean, but still, big win for Los Dos. Um, definitely something they'll want to build upon as well. Seeing as, once again, they are an academy side, they can be very in and out. Or they can be very poor. Or they can be very good. Sometimes with these academy sides, you don't know what you're going to get. Tacomas this season so far have been a fairly decent academy side. And it's very rare that you see that nowadays in the USL. Swope Park were a force. Um... 2015, 2016, those years. Real Monarchs and Red Bulls, too, were very good in 2019. This season, I'm trying to think because I don't want to be wrong. I mean, Atlanta United, two are okay. Um, Los Dos, they're doing all right. But, yeah, they really turned it up on the night. Props to them. Um, Orange County didn't turn up on the night. That's really a theme of today's episode. Teams turning up versus teams not turning up. Orange County clearly didn't show up. I'm ready for a fight from Los Dos. Los Dos get the win. Fifth in the Pacific Division for them. Good for them. We move on. Um, second to last game on Saturday night was Vegas or Las Vegas Lights versus Phoenix Rising. Uh, Las Vegas currently sixth in the Pacific Division. The Phoenix Rising, currently first in the Pacific Division. Um, finishes 2-0. Very good result for the Las Vegas Lights. We started off the season incredibly poor. Um, I 
believe they were pointless through seven game their first seven games of the season, first six or seven games. They didn't get a single point. Lost every game. Um, not great, you know. Um, but really turning up six in the Pacific Division. Um, so I mean, not bad. Um, better than Oakland. This is almost like an Oakland slander podcast. But I mean, when you're that bad, kind of deserve it. I know it's your first year, but still, pretty, pretty horrid. Um, Phoenix could have done better, obviously. Um, two goals from them on the night. Um, sometimes we can see a bit more attacking fluidity, fluidity from them on the night. Kind of stopped a little bit, but they're still a great side. Still one of the top sides in the USL. Still probably, or not probably, definitely one of the favorites for the USL championship this season. So, I mean, just a little bump in the road. I'm sure we'll see them head back to form. I almost feel like. The way I talk about Phoenix Rising is how the MLS talks about LAFC, except Phoenix Rising actually back up the talk I give them. They're not actually really bad like LAFC. And if you're an LAFC fan listening to this podcast, I'm sorry, but your team is pretty bad right now. So we'll leave it at that. And we'll head on to the last um, Saturday game, which was current third in the Pacific Division, the San Diego Loyal. Versus current 7th in the Mountain Division Real Monarchs. And that is the division which only has 7 teams. Not 8, 7. So Real Monarchs, bottom of the Mountain Division. Head to San Diego. A side who have been fantastic at home this season. 3rd in the Pacific Division. A difficult division, might I add. And they walk away with the win. Snatch and grab, absolute, put that three points in the back pocket, head back home. See you later, San Diego. Thank you very much. Good for them. Um, They have been particularly poor uh, this season, obviously being bottom of their division. Um, But to head to San Diego and get that kind of result uh, from a San Diego side who seemed to have lost it a little bit um, in the past couple weeks, or in the past week or two, not past couple weeks, uh, past week or two, um, very good. Maybe they can build on it, but I don't think they'll be able to make a playoff run on it. Not sure. Um, and then we had in two today's games, or tonight's games that just wrapped up. First up, we have Tacoma versus Oakland. Tacoma, of course, um, currently sit fourth in the Pacific Division. Oakland, if you want to say it with me, currently sit 8th in the Pacific Division. How awesome is that? Um, Oakland are really bad. Tacoma are better than them. That's kind of all you need to know about that. Um, but, again, decent showing from Tacoma. Pleased with them. I'd be pleased if I were a Seattle fan who watches them or just a Tacoma fan in general. Um, they're really putting together a string of good results. Not really much more to say about that. High praise from me. Doing a good job. I think they'll be able to keep it up. And hopefully for them, they can keep that fourth or higher finish in the Pacific Division and get a playoff berth. Now, this is a game that I think a lot of you uh, were surprised about if you would have seen the result already. 
I certainly was surprised about it because heading into the season, not at all did I think we would see Indy play this bad and stoop this low in their division. But here we are. We have fourth in the Central Division, Atlanta United 2, against seventh in the Central Division, Indy 11. Um, Atlanta United walk away at Fifth Third, Fifth Third Bank Stadium with a 6-2 win. 6-2. Defensively, I don't know what India are doing um, this season and in this game specifically. Um, I just don't know what India are doing this season at all specifically. They have a fantastic side for the USL. Uh, Nikki Law, Jordan Hamilton, all very good players. Um, you know, Dick on loan from the Columbus Crew, obviously not that great, but just player-wise in general, they have a very, very talented side. There's just some sort of cohesion or attitude or ego issue in that side or managerial problem in that side. Maybe it's injury. I don't know, but they are bad. And again, they're not Oakland Roots bad, but they are bad. So, <laughs> I'm as surprised as you are to see this happen, for sure. <sighs> I almost don't want to talk about it because I feel bad. Atlanta United 2, props to you. Um, holding on to that um, last playoff spot in the Central Division. Indy, you guys need to put in work if you want a playoff berth at the end of the season because a playoff berth um, should have been the bare minimum you get with this side. You should have been aiming incredibly high. But right now, it looks like you could even finish bottom of the central division. Bottom of the central division. You'd have to be worse than SKC2. And no disrespect to SKC2. It's an academy side. And you guys know what I've been saying this so far throughout this whole podcast life about the academy side. So I'm not going to repeat it again. But that would almost be one of the biggest failures I've seen in the USL championship. Indy falling that low, it's very possible that they could. Um, but it's just something we'll have to wait and see. Indy, pick it up. Atlanta United too. good for you. Um, and with that, we'll move on to the last game of tonight which was uh second in the mound division second in the mound division again it's a side taking a massive stride from 2019 second in the mound division rgv against fourth in the mound division san antonio fc this one goes um 2-1 to san antonio um a very good result for them uh, against the second in the mound division i'm um, seeing as it's an inner mountain division game um, not much to say about it. I'd have to say just a very good result for San Antonio. In general, RGV will want to pick it up in the next couple games. Um, San Antonio, I'm sure, will be very glad to get a win after that loss to El Paso. Um, a lot of – they actually played all three – I'm pretty sure they played all three Texas games. Wrong. They beat Austin Bull 3-0, if I recall correctly. Then they lost to El Paso. And then tonight, they beat RGV. So, pretty good. Six um, points from nine games. Or, no. Six points from a possible nine um, 
is what they got, and they lost to arguably the best team in the league right now. So, not too shabby from them. Uh, if they can keep this up, then they'll definitely be um, in that playoff show for sure. So, with that, we're going to take a little break. We have just talked through every game that has happened since Thursday. Um, and after this quick little break, I will go into some detail about what we saw this past weekend. All right, welcome back from that little break. Right there, I know it was just a little snippet of a break, but for me, it was a bit of a bigger break. Um, anyway, I have a couple talking points before um, the end of this episode. So just move them to them real quick. Um, one of the first things I want to talk about is how well Tacoma have been playing. I know, uh, and some of these I uh, pretty much skimmed through, or these talking points I pretty much skimmed through um, while I was talking about the games, but I wanted to give it their own spotlight. Um, Tacoma, Tacoma came away really nice this past weekend, four points from a possible six, um, really cementing that fourth in the Pacific Division spot. Um, definitely very good for them. Um, considering the competition, um, probably expected, but still to go out there and do it as an academy side, um, very, very good to see. Um, Indy Falter again. To see them lose to this magnitude against Atlanta United, who are fighting for the playoff spot, just makes me think that Indy aren't going to be able to pull it together um, quick enough for the end of this season, um, which is really disappointing. I thought this Indy side could be one of the best sides we've seen in, in the USL. I really did. Um, maybe that was just wishful thinking, or maybe I was just being ignorant to maybe some of the problems that they had. Clearly a leaky defense, clearly an attack that isn't fluid enough, that isn't working well with each other. They did score two goals tonight, but clearly that's not enough. They would have had to score seven to um, even to get the win tonight. And some of the best attacks can't even score seven. So, I mean, or, you know, their defense could have been better. That would probably help. Usually you don't need to score seven. Usually your defense just needs to not concede six. So I don't know what I'm really talking about there. But to see them concede six like that is very disappointing um, based on how good I think their side could be and how good it should be. So, I mean, I can't really express my disappointment enough. Because I want to see them be a good side, but seeing them not be great and seeing other sides pounce at the opportunity is also nice. You know, I don't really support any USL side, so whatever happens, happens. If Indy falter, they falter, and they play bad. And uh, we see another team um, pounce on the opportunity and strip it away from Indy. So, I mean, if Indy are going to be bad, they're going to be bad. Um, Next, El Paso are absolutely the real deal. A 3-0... Um, routine victory over the Austin Bolt, exactly what you expect. They play like a side who are top of the mountain division and who are an incredible USL side. Nothing much to say there. I mean, they're good. They're very good. So, um, we'll see what continues to happen. I expect El Paso to most likely finish with the most points this season. Phoenix. Um, Pittsburgh, 
definitely in with a shout. Louisville, maybe. Um, but I think it'll be El Paso. I think a lot of us know it could and most likely will be El Paso. We'll see what happens. You know, second half of the season, teams can falter, but El Paso look almost flawless. Obviously, there's always things you can fix. Fix, but El Paso look really good. Um, next, Oakland really are this bad. Um, just the one win on the season, I believe it was against LA Galaxy two, and like their third game. But yes, Oakland really are this bad. Um, it's almost depressing <laughs> if I'm an Oakland fan heading into the season. So many expectations. Um for being a new USL side, you know, all the glitz and glamour of this um, roster being built and the, um, you know, just the thoughts of being the USL side and being able to compete in there. And then a big old shit is taken right on you because you've only won a single game all season. And granted, they have played quite a bit less than the other teams around them, but they just look uninspiring and not good. So, I mean, you don't have to fix it. <laughs> Easier said than done. But clearly a lot of work needs to be done um, on this Oakland Roots side if they want to compete whatsoever, or just to compete to win a game at this rate. Um, and last, before we finish up here, um, just very nice to see an outer division and outer conference game between the Colorado Springs switchbacks and Hartford Athletic. Uh, I was hoping for more this season, or I was hoping to see more of those this season. Unfortunately, with the COVID restrictions and stuff like that, I understand, um, especially for USL sides who don't make the big revenue. And in a COVID era like this, it's hard to travel far. But it was definitely nice to see um, and to switch up from the usual games that we have been getting used to. So, yeah, to see a game like that, definitely refreshing. Definitely glad we got it on a weekend like this. Um, and it was a very entertaining game. It delivered on every level. Goals, ability, stuff like that. Entertainment. It was a great game. Oh, God. Big voice crack there. So, yeah. And good job, Colorado Springs, on the win and finding yourself up to third in the Mountain Division. Good job. Um, but with that, we finish um, the third episode of the USLC podcast. Thank you guys for listening so much. Pretty decently, um, a pretty lengthy episode, for sure. Um, definitely expect episodes about as long as this or longer as we continue to go on. Um, once things get, you know, once I can get things set up and how they should be and just into this role of consistency, then we'll be looking good and the podcast will be rolling better than ever. So with that, thank you guys for listening and I will see you guys soon because we got so many more USL games to come on. So I'll see you then.